Let's let's get it. 9.47 p.m. last night. It's April 22nd, Wednesday. Last night we had a healthy conversation about hip-hop. If you didn't watch the yesterday's if you didn't watch yesterday's podcast, yesterday we was in tune. So in, on my Instagram, if you walk into this room and you're on Instagram, I need you to tag people that are Nick fans. Because tonight we're talking about the Knicks' best rivalries. And I would appreciate it if a lot of Nick fans were in here for this. We're going to be talking about tonight. Tonight we're going to be talking about the New York Knicks' greatest rivalries. And in a second I'm going to name them all. But thank you to everybody for tuning into the podcast. That'll be, that'll, that'll, it'll be pre-recorded. And um, what's happening, man? And everybody that's out there that's been showing some support to the podcast, you know we reached over a thousand listeners. I seen the um, numbers was real good. I, um, you know what I mean? Was appreciative of it. You know, it always makes you feel good when the people that know you listen. But it's very few people that know me listen to the podcast or join the Instagram live. Few people do, and I'm grateful of that. So I'm never going to complain about anybody supporting, especially when I got outside support. So what I don't do ever is complain. And by you not complaining, that energy just manifests in the good shit. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't complain about people not coming up in here and doing what they got to do. Because it's people in fucking Uruguay listening. So, you know what I mean? How I look listening. So, now, if they listening to me, they're going to be like, damn, he's a bitter American or some shit like that. So, I get up on here and I just do me. You know what I mean? But, shout out to everybody that tuned in. You know what I mean? I went hard on niggas from the hood. Because I went hard on dudes that chase a dream that motherfuckers be dying for. You know what I'm saying? I don't think dudes be really going all out. I don't think dudes really be giving a fuck. I think dudes just want to be neighborhood. That's my opinion. That's why I don't fuck with rappers no more. I think they don't they don't put themselves on a high enough pedestal for me. You know what I'm saying? They don't they don't endorse themselves. They wait for people to say to share their music. Like don't wait for nobody to share you share. Fuck everybody. But you know what I'm saying? We talking Nick basketball. Let's get there, because we could talk about that shit for days, forever, right? But we talking about Nick basketball. So the Knicks, like, I got, I got, I'm going to run through these, this list, right? And then I'm going to elaborate on the list, on these teams. I got the Knicks versus Pacers. I got the Knicks versus the Miami Heat. I got the Knicks versus the Raptors. And I got the Knicks versus the Bulls. Now, let me tell you guys something. Because in the NBA, if you pay attention to basketball the way I pay attention to basketball, it was, at one point, it was Knicks versus everybody. So everybody was a rival of the Knicks. But these are the standout rivals. You feel what I'm saying? These are the rivals that stand out. These are the ones they went to battle with. These are the dudes they went, like was throwing bowls with. Throwing their hands with. You know what I'm saying? Taking it there with them. 
because the Knicks were arrivals versus everybody. When anybody, when any rookie came into the league and he played against the Knicks, they automatically made it be him versus New York. They didn't care about matchups. They didn't say, oh, such and such going up against such and such. They said individual versus the Knicks. Which brings me to the Knicks versus the Raptors. The Knicks versus the Toronto Raptors. A lot of people might not remember this rivalry, but these dudes really was rivals. So the Knicks versus the Toronto Raptors, and yo, people probably like, wow, why, why would he say that? So when the Toronto Raptors had Tracy McGrady, it was Tracy McGrady versus the Knicks. And T-Mac was like balling against the Knicks. T-Mac was lighting the Knicks up, tearing the Knicks down. You know, Tracy McGrady would come in and, and light them up at the Garden. Biggest fucking stage in America. In the world almost. You know, the garden is the garden is the setting. So T Mac come up in there and he's he's smashing the Knicks. Now this is starting to become a a a a, a rivalry now. Then you got Vin what let, let me tell you what makes it even worse. Vince Carter came. And it was Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady versus the New York Knicks. You see, Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady was a tag team. They was like a tag team. Them boys was like, was like, was like floating on dudes. They was really good. They was really good. I'm talking to these podcasters because I got a lot of Canadian pod listeners. I got a lot of Canadian listeners. So Vince Carter and them boys was really on some, some on some fly shit. You know, Vince would come into the garden, he would warm up, he would stretch, and he would and the crowd would boom. That's when the Knicks fans were Nick fans. That's when the Nick fans were Nick fans. The Nick fans was like into it. I'm not talking about celebrity Nick fans. I'm talking about Nick fans. 183rd Street Nick fans. Bushwick Avenue Nick fans. 125th Street Nick fans. Project Nick fans. I'm talking about Nick fans ain't always used to be like on some corporate shit. Yeah, they always got dressed to go to the games, but I'm talking about Nick fans would be at the game yelling and screaming. They would actually be booing. Boo, boo, saying shit to the to the players. So Vince Carter come up in the stadium like, you know what I mean? As a rookie, he like the best thing. He Air Canada, right? Vince Sanity, right? Until he ran up against them New York Knicks. And them New York Knicks used to wear his ass out. But Vince Carter would come back fighting though. He would hurt him. He would score. He would give them some dunks. He would get a crowd what they want. Because in order to beat a team, what you got to do? You got to shut the crowd down. Six man. You got to quiet that crowd. And Vince Carter was like on some different shit. He was like really like, he was skating on dudes. He was like dribbling. And they was making it hard for him. Yeah, 
because they had defense. They played defense, and they played physical defense. Well, you wasn't letting nobody like that just embarrass you. You know what I'm saying? You're not letting a dude like that be dunking and shit embarrass you. But that motherfucker Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady embarrassed them boys. Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady would always put on a show when they came to Madison Square Garden. They will forever put on a show. They will forever put on a show. Like it was nobody out there that was stopping these dudes. But I'm talking about that was a rivalry for the Knicks. That's a rivalry for the Knicks. That's a rivalry that a lot of people are going to forget about. Who won the rivalry? Who won the matchups? You will have to look on Google for that because I didn't go that deep into it. But I know that they had some memorable games at the Garden. Not in, the, not in Canada, not in Toronto. Because the Knicks was like, you come into New York, you got to come up in there on some real shit. You got to come up in there ready to ball. That's when they played their best basketball at home. And they had that crowd behind them. When they had that crowd behind them. We're going to get into something real quick. I'm going to talk to y'all about something about the Nick fans and that team. How you can tell that the energy been sucked out of that fucking stadium. It's like you popped a balloon. Pop. And the energy just goes. They had enough. And we're not going to talk about how they need to fire the, the president and none of that shit. Forget that. We're not going to sit here dwelling on that. Because we could have a whole segment about that. Stephen A. Smith and Molly and all of them already do that. You know? They already do that. They air the boy out all the time. But we're just going to sit here and talk about the fan base. And the rivalries. The New York rivalries. So that Knicks and Raptors... That, that Knicks and Raptors... Was everything. I'll cr right, cross that out real quick. That Knicks and Raptors was everything. Next we got the Knicks and the Indiana Pacers. Yeah. Yeah. We got the Knicks and Indiana Pacers. That rivalry right there was something special. That was epic. That was basketball. At its finest form. It was so good that you had celebrities involved. You had celebrities involved in the Knicks and Pacers games. You had these guys, these guys was like on the sidelines. These millionaires sitting there on the sideline watching the game and watching the Knicks manhandle the Pacers most of the time. And sometimes they get knocked out the playoffs by the Pacers. Like we got to talk about Reggie Miller. You talk about the Knicks, you got to talk about Reggie Miller. And you talk about Reggie Miller like he wore a Knicks jersey. Because Reggie Miller, when you talk about the Knicks, you rarely talk about the players on the Knicks team. You talk about the Knicks, you talk about 
the players that played against the Knicks. I remember when such and such used to do this. I remember when such and such used to do that. We People give the, the, the opposing team more props than they give the Knicks sometimes. And I'm talking about on some real shit, Reggie Miller is one of them guys that'll be like a thorn in the Knicks in the Knicks neck for my forever. Forever. Not to mention he had a whole supporting cast with him. You know? Yeah, he had a team. He had a team. People forget. It wasn't just Reggie Miller versus the Knicks. It was the Reggie Miller and the Pacers versus the Knicks. So whenever Reggie Miller came to the Garden, it's like the fans didn't know what to expect. The fans would not know what to expect when Reg comes in the building. Reggie Miller warms up, swipe them hands like this, shake his head and do all that shit. Reggie coming into that game, into that garden, giving the Knicks a clean 30 every time he touched the floor. He going to score 30 on the Knicks. Yeah. Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller was busting the Knicks' ass. He was giving it to the Knicks. Anytime they had nothing for him, they had nobody for him. You got to like only reason you only way you beating the Pacers and you the Knicks is if Reggie Miller don't play. If Reg don't play, you got a shot. But at war for from Reggie Miller used to light the Knicks up. And then you got Mark Jackson used to come down, the former New York Knicks. The Knicks gave him up. You know, Mark with the shimmy. Yeah, Mark Jackson would come out there and straight manhandle the Knicks with assists. Tossing that shit every which way around. Finding people. You know what I'm saying? Mark had that bounce pass. He had that shit. Mark Jackson used to ball. Shout out to Mark Jackson, Queens, in the building. That boy was really giving it up on the court. So you got you got these Indiana Pacer boys. It came to a it, it was a problem in the garden. It was a real big deal. It was a problem at the garden. Fucking with the paces. Because who would think the Knicks, you got to think about the Knicks. Like, let me, let, let me just break it down for you real quick. Because a lot of people don't understand. Like, a lot of, like, new fans don't understand what type of team these boys had. These dudes were like, the boys from Space Jam, the Monstars. They were really about some... They were really with the problems. They really wanted beef with everybody. Like I said, it was the Knicks versus everybody a few years ago. With Patrick Ewing, Charles Oakley, Anthony Mason, 
all these bulls, John Starks, Derek Harper, all these young bulls, man. It was a problem. Them boys had motherfucking problems on their hands when they came into Madison Square Garden. Because these dudes was playing defense. So you got somebody like the Indiana Pacers coming up in there. And they, they, in there, they, they like a team that you look at and you be like, man, we about to bust they ass. Oh, no, you not. You not busting they ass. Because they coming up in there ready to play fundamentally. And they play defense. They picking and rolling. They playing defense. They shooting jump shots. They hitting every foul shot. They going like 30 for 30 from the line. It's hard to beat them because they numbers is like on the plate on paper. They numbers is crazy. It's hard to stop motherfuckers that just know how to play. On both ends of the court. So what these dudes is doing, they playing on both ends of the court. They balling on, they balling differently. They taking it to these, that's why they was there. That's why they was there. That's why they was able to make it to that level. And how about when the New York, when the, when the Pacers beat the Knicks? Let's talk about that, that game when um, Reggie Miller hit the shots. Let's really talk about it. Let's get into that game. Excuse me. The Knicks versus the Pacers. That was a miracle, right? That was a miracle, right? What you see is a miracle. Knicks fans, and I probably think other basketball fans seen bullshit. The refs did not call anything. The refs did not call nothing. Reggie Miller didn't push. I think he pushed. He touched him. His hands made contact with the boy. He fell. He he stepped back. He shot that. That was a foul. You know what I'm saying? Because let's not sit here and act like Reggie Miller was like an angel on the court. That motherfucker was dirty. He was foul monopoly out there, dog. Yeah, Reggie Miller wasn't all that clean out there. Reggie Miller used to do some bullshit. He was push off man. He would push you, run, and hit the and get the ball and shoot it. You know, so he had his fair share. You know, he was a flopper. He definitely was a flopper. But did he have a shot? Yeah, he had a shot. He had a mean shot. But he ain't have no handle. Reggie Miller ain't had no handle, so he had to depend on the push-off to shoot. You know what I'm saying? So, I think the Knicks were robbed out of that series. They were robbed. Clearly, they were robbed. What a good rivalry. What a beautiful rivalry that was. That was like basketball poetry, like basketball poetry yesterday we touched on the reason why we having this topic is because yesterday we touched on the Knicks versus Miami Heat you know you know the Knicks versus the Miami Heat right so the Knicks yeah they had um, that was one of the rivalries where 
people didn't expect that to go nowhere, but it went somewhere. Yeah, it was a fire rivalry. And the reason why we were talking about that yesterday is because we were mentioning Tim Hardaway as one of the top ball handlers. So, which is a fact. So, in the midst of all us, in the midst of us talking about that in the podcast, we mentioned that that rivalry right there was just something. It was just crazy. Seeing them boys just like bang out and battle on the court. Patrick Ewan, Alonzo Mourning, Georgetown alumni, Allen Houston, all these boys, Spreewell. You know what I'm saying? Like seeing these dudes ball versus, versus these dudes, seeing how hard they played, it was really, 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 really crazy and it made you appreciate the game of basketball like that era. Because this era, I really don't see no rivalries as far as basketball goes. And we probably going to touch into that in the last bit of the segment of this podcast. We're going to talk about how there are a lack of rivalries. There's like no villains in basketball right now. It's just every man for himself. Everybody is like happy and joyous on the court. And yeah, that's cool. It's good to show the fans some... um, some um I don't even know what you would call it some sportsmanship or something like that but it's just like sometimes we don't want that sometimes we don't want good sportsmanship sometimes we want motherfuckers to get down and dirty you know what I'm saying we don't need that energy sometimes especially in a certain um a certain bracket of fans like Philly we don't want no friends you know what I'm saying we don't give a fuck about none of you people New York don't want no friends. Brooklyn is definitely like not. We already spoke about that. Brooklyn is not even a New York team. I don't even like the fact that Brooklyn got a basketball team. You know what I'm saying? Like L.A. like the Lakers is not supposed to be a nice tinsel town type of team. Like the Lakers is supposed to be the team that everybody hates. Until it ain't no more basketball. Motherfuckers ain't supposed to like the Lakers. I'm a Laker fan, but I used to I like it I liked it when motherfuckers ain't like us. Now everybody like us. We like LeBron got everybody riding the wave. Like we don't want all these fans. We want people to not like us. The Boston Celtics, stuff like that. So yeah, that New York that, that Nick Miami Heat rivalry was crazy. Like I'm talking about when I seen Jeff Van Gundy holding on to the ball leg and he was yanking his leg and he was yank he was pulling like get the fuck off me like he was a little rag doll. I said, yo, it's real. It's real. It's really real. Like the NBA is really real. You know what I'm saying? Like it was really like motherfuckers was fighting to get to that top spot. They will fight you for it. They would really like Throw their hands up and get it popping with you. Now, it's not like that. There's no rivalries out here like that. There's nothing really crazy like that in the NBA. The NBA is super soft. Really soft. It's very, very corny. It's very, very corny. Which leads me to bring, which brings me to talk about the Knicks versus the Chicago Bulls. You see, 
I think that rivalry right there gave New York City the identity that that they have today. Not the Pacers, not the Raptors, not the Heat, but the all that shit was good. All that shit is like the peanut butter and the jelly. But this is the bread. This is right here is the meat. All that shit means something. This right here is the shit. This is the meat and potatoes right here. I'm talking about the Knicks versus the Bulls. And I spoke about this on plenty podcasts. The Knicks and Bulls rivalry. But today, I'm going to talk about the Knicks and Bulls again. You know what I'm saying? Because... You had, you had some, you had some, you had some motherfuckers that didn't like each other. You talk about people that don't like each other. You got guys that really hate each other's guts on these two teams. None of them like each other. None of them give a fuck about each other. They like nigga like like motherfucker look. You come into the paint. You can prepare to get bruised. Prepare to get hurt. Prepare to get hurt if you come into this hole. That's the vibe that they had. There's some scary fucking times when the Knicks played them bulls. When Michael Jordan took on that, got on that court, the Knicks ain't had nobody to guard Michael Jordan. The Knicks put everybody on Michael Jordan but the water boy, dog. Everybody was on Mike but the water boy. Nobody had nothing for Michael Jordan. Like, Michael Jordan used to bust the Knicks' ass every time they played. Motherfuckers already knew Mike was going to give him 30. When Mike give him like something like 55, it's like, God damn. How do we stop this dude? It's, yo... Every time the Knicks played the Bulls, people would just sit down and watch the game. You know what I mean? We would yell at the TV, like, get him, guard him, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd be happy to sh- we'd be happy as shit just to see the Bulls lose. Cause everybody wasn't a Bulls fan. You know what I'm saying? And, and whenever I come from, everybody ain't like Mike. You know what I'm saying? Nobody was like Swagger Jack and nobody was Bulls fans just because Michael Jordan was on the court. People didn't like the Bulls. They wanted the Bulls to lose because the Bulls used to beat everybody. So everybody would look to the Knicks to beat these dudes. We like, yo, come on, man. Knicks got to do it this time. The Knicks got to get them. The Knicks never got them. The Knicks could never beat the Chicago Bulls. I'm talking about, they got guys like Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, all these dudes busting the Knicks' ass, like, individually busting the Knicks' ass. They not, like, busting the Knicks' ass collectively only. They busting their ass individually, like, bulls like John Stockton would pull up and nail something. Steve Kerr would pull up and nail something. Everybody had was playing their part. Everybody knew they knew their game. They knew how to play basketball. They knew they role. You know what I'm saying? Then you got Mike, with just motherfucking just ice these dudes. Like these dudes were so drained from getting their ass bust by all the other players. When they when it come time for Mike to get the ball, they tired. They don't even know what to do. Not to mention they playing that triangle offense and defense and all that crazy shit. 
They straight, they straight wilding on the Knicks. But the Knicks, what, what makes that rivalry good is the Knicks had moments. They had moments of hope. They had times where you would be like, yeah, we got this. You know what I'm saying? They had moments. Little tiny moments the Knicks had. Where you know, you'd be like, yo, you see Pat out there wilding? You see Pat going for 25 rebounds? Shit like that. Or you see the defense on these dudes? Shit like that. You know what I'm saying? The Knicks, the Knicks had hope. But that hope would run out. You know what I'm saying? That hope really would run out because Nick fans, Nick fans, like we knew the Nick fans knew that they didn't have an answer for the Bulls. Not to mention the Knicks weren't the only people playing against the Bulls. The refs were on the Bulls side. So it's hard to be the team that got the refs on their side. I'm talking about you got the best basketball player in the world playing against you. He got the refs in his pocket. So you know what I'm saying? So it was hard for you to just like shit on the Knicks. But that rivalry right there is probably like one of the best rivalries. People could sit here and talk about the Lakers versus the Celtics and all the shit they've been through. But them rivalries wasn't as exciting as watching the Knicks versus the Bulls. Cause it's almost like, like we was the we the New York was supposed to have them a couple of times. You know what I'm saying? They fell short so many times. They fell short so many times, man. It's like I knew they was happy as fuck when Michael Jordan retired. You know what I mean? Cause Mike used to fucking stop them from getting there. Every year, Mike will put them on pause. Like, nah, man, y'all ain't coming in here with that shit. You know what I'm saying? I ain't doing it this year, no. Fuck that. I got this shit on lock. It's my league. Six-time champion. I'm talking about three times back-to-back twice. Motherfucker Michael Jordan was a motherfucker. God damn. He was really tearing the NBA apart. And it's not only Mike. Like, we always just say Mike, 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 Mike. It's not only Mike. Mike had a supporting cast, man. They knew how to fill the gaps. And then you had one of the best defenders, like Scottie Pippen. Mike knew how to fill the gaps. Mike knew, Mike's coaching staff knew how to fill the gaps knew how to put a team together behind him man we can say whatever we want to say about the ownership the upper management and all that shit but listen man the boys won six championships man at the end of the day they got six trophies in their trophy case six of them Teams tried to beat them, but they just couldn't. Man, them boys were good. Them boys were good. Like, And I think if the Knicks didn't beat them, if the Knicks would have beat them, the Knicks probably would have been champions too. You know what I mean? Like when the Knicks lost to Houston, they lost because they, they shot themselves in the foot. 
know John Starks. You know the story. John Starks. We know, we know what it is. But the Knicks, honestly, would have won some championships. You know, in the short season when they lost to the Spurs. You know, Spreewell stuck under the basket. They lost. But I think that they would have won a few championships, man. I really think the Knicks would have won if they would have beat the Bulls. Because the Bulls was the momentum. That's all they needed to do to get a championship is beat the Bulls. If they would have beat the Bulls, they would have had rings. Believe that. They would have had rings. Because you don't lose after you after you beat Mike. You beat Mike, you win. You beat Michael Jordan in a game, in a, se in a series, oh, you, got, you better win. You better win. Shout out to everybody that's out there, man, that's tuning in on the podcast. Thank y'all for catching up with me. That Knicks rivalry is a fun topic to talk about, man. It's really fun. It's awesome. Thanks for everybody for tuning in. It's New Wave Radio, New Wave Podcast. Holla at me.